Welcome to the Selling Without Sleeves podcast with me, Sarah Jolly Jarvis. I'm here to share with you real life stories from high performing salespeople and business owners, as well as my own insights and learnings around what's working well right now in the sales world, telling things like it is without the sleeves. Hello and welcome to today's podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Jolly Jarvis, and today I am joined by Jordan Benjamin from Peak Performance Selling, and we're going to be talking mindset. But first, before we get started on all that, I am going to do a super quick update for you on what has been going on at Selling Without Space HQ. So what have we been up to this week? Well, I have to start with the most exciting element, which is uh, winning the Woman Who Award. So I won in the category of Best Startup for Selling Without Sleeves. I am super, super excited about that. We kind of got into that category on a little technicality. I've obviously been doing sales training for a long time, um, but Selling Without Sleeves as a, an organization, as a business, as a limited company, has um, only just been set up uh, just over uh, 18 months now. That was before that I was doing sales training in my own name that is how uh we have uh yeah we we won the startup award which was amazing um the judges feedback was really really great um really complimentary over what i'm wanting to achieve here um helping people to sell more and sell in their own style not be frightened of selling not feeling like sales is a sleazy thing and, and really helping people with that so i won that award and then we've also had a busy week i've had so many podcast interviews this week going on people's shows people coming on my shows and so um as i say today we have Jordan Benjamin um, I'll be featuring on his show in a few weeks time as well but really great conversation regarding mindset also been speaking to um, ladies in tech sales and all sorts of people um, including a gentleman from India who uh, has the only um, b2b podcast over there so um, a lot going on but what else have I been doing? We've also had uh, the ClickFunnels um, move so we've moved from Unbounds to click back to, well back to ClickFunnels we've we've built the funnel onto ClickFunnels, which is what we historically used to use. We gave um, Unbounds a try, didn't work. From a creative point of view, really great. From a functionality, wasn't there meeting the needs that we need, we had. So we've moved that over. The upsell is new upsell is in place, um, which our templates super excited about those. Um, and we are already selling those. Um, and apparently the ratio is great. Um, the guys are happy with that from a marketing point of view and from a funnel numbers point of view. So if they're happy, I'm happy. Can't be finger on pulse and everything, but top level, the numbers look good. So that's all great. So people will be using those to help them to formulate their own um, emails and messaging and everything else, um, which is really exciting. I'm able to help people in that way as well. I am reading the best book at the moment by Bill Beswick, um, which is Changing Your Story. He works with elite um, sports people, um, men and women, and he's done amazing jobs on turning people's headspace around to help them perform at their best. I'm letting him having a go on the in the form of audio on on my uh, mindset so i'm really excited about that more about that in the actual podcast itself oh yeah it's also international women in sales month um which i did not know about until um, one of the the interviewees on my podcast um mentioned it so there we go um i did know about um international pepperoni pizza day the other week um, that was courtesy of Domino's. Um, I am a big pizza fan, but I do not keep those sorts of dates in my diary. But yes, um, international women in sales. So, you know, celebrating, um, encouraging people to, you know, appreciate the uh, <laughs> the input women in, in sales has, but also, you know, understand that there are still um, disparities within um, sales and where 
you know senior management um, and positions where um, women could be a, a an, op- an option but as yet are still underrepresented so there we go so right then without further ado i'm going to move on and introduce our guest jordan benjamin Hi everybody, I'm here today with Jordan Benjamin and we are going to be talking around well, Peak Performance uh, Selling Podcast. We're going to be talking a little bit more around mindset, um, topic we do cover, but um, we're going to cover it in a little bit more detail today and take advantage of having Jordan with us. So to start off with Jordan, I'm going to ask you to sell me the importance of mindset in sales. So the importance of mindset in sales is an interesting one. Uh, really what got me on this journey is that I find so many companies invest millions of dollars in sales training and yet they never see it actually adopted. They never see the massive uplift that new process, new systems can have on their sales team, but mm-hmm. it's just never realized. And so what I found is if a lot of folks don't leverage something like a growth mindset, if they don't believe that they can actually improve and grow and get better than the skills that they were innately born with, mm-hmm. most sales training gets wasted. And so much of that sits in the mindset and how people believe that they can get better, that they can grow. And so everything else is wasted if we are not first and foremost focusing on the mindset and the belief that people can improve to then think about how do we develop the rest of our sellers, our sales teams uh, and our leaders. Okay, so I like that. Nice and succinct. And I didn't even prep you for that. Well done. <laughs> On the spot. I thought, well, that, that's a bit of a harsh one to start with, but it kind of, it sets the scene. And, and what got you to where you are now? You know, like what made you think, you know what, I want to really focus in on this? Uh, a lot of personal struggles and challenges. I, I've stumbled my own way through life and realized that so much of what I needed to have as a seller, as a leader, as a professional human mm-hmm. never was taught to me in school. I haven't had to figure out angles of triangles or things like that really ever in my <laughs> life, but I've had to figure out how do I maintain competence as a seller? How do I bounce back from a tough month or quarter? How do I maintain joy and happiness and fulfillment in my life and really integrate work and life so it's not me having to show up as two different people Mm -hmm. in my work setting and at my home setting. So I can really show up authentically as a full human. And so for me, I I got into this by struggling on my own and then going out and doing massive amounts of research. I'm a total nerd for seminars, books, podcasts, all these different things that have really helped expand my mind to those real skills that can actually make an impact and that I actually need to use every day, like empathy and uh, conversational skills and awareness of other people's feelings and and how we all operate in the psychology that we have as humans. So my own struggles have really led me through this path of learning. And I now just like working with folks to help them think about how can they get there without having to do all of the heavy lifting on their own or without having to step in the same potholes that I and many other people that I've learned from uh, have stepped in as well. Which totally makes sense, doesn't it? At the end of the day, like, you know, you, you, you've you trod those steps. If you can speed the process up, if you can make it easy, that's what that's what people pay for. I mean, that's what business mentors and coaches and everything else are for, to accelerate that learning process. That's exactly it. You know, if we can actually help folks move a little bit faster, get to a point of success or or the term that I love is stand on the shoulders of giants. It's like, how do I learn from somebody that's already done this 
and stand on their shoulders. So now it's a little bit easier for me to see over the wall or to see through that next step or next piece. And that's why I love things like podcasts and all these different opportunities to learn because you may be able to take one nugget or two nuggets that could totally transform your life. And I think that's the thing is, is I've spoken to people and they've been like, oh, that, that sales training or you know I'm not sure and I haven't invested because of this and it's like and then expecting you know I remember speaking to a mentor and we were paying quite a significant amount of money to to talk to them and and the thing was is like sometimes we'd actually get on a call and we'd be there for like you know the allocated slot was an hour and within sort of 20 minutes half an hour we had the information we needed we're all busy people and you know we were like right you know well, let's crack on and do this. This is kind of session done. I did not feel the need to take up my entire hour because you've yep. taken away the nuggets, the information, the guidance that you needed. And I think that's the thing is, is when you are doing training, you know, people say, oh, I've gone to a conference and I've only taken away two or three things. And you're like, well, yeah, but how much are these two or three things worth to your business? You know, like some of these two or three things have, have, have you know, doubled and tripled people's revenue. And you're like spent a whole three days there and I only got like two nuggets of information that totally transformed my business you're like are you for real and that's the thing yeah. isn't it it's kind of taking nuggets as you go yeah I, I think there's this thought uh, there's two different thoughts on this that I'll, I'll share that I really like uh, one comes from Tony Robbins he talks about a two millimeter shift if mm -hmm. you can make a two millimeter shift uh, as a golfer I, I like to play a lot of golf and if you hit that ball two millimeters different on the club it may end up in a totally different location. You know, way off to the right is where I typically hit it uh, if I miss it by that two millimeters. But if I hit it square, all of a sudden that thing goes totally straight. Same story here works for an airplane. If you were to take off, and I, I being in the States, I use the Los Angeles to New York example. But if you're two degrees off in the heading that you take as a pilot, all of a sudden, opposed to ending up in New York, you end up somewhere much further south. And so if you can make this tiny shift in your business, in how you perform, how you operate, all of a sudden you can end up in a place over time as that compounds so much further ahead of where you thought you would be otherwise. And so this is where I find so many people as they try to make change in their life, they're trying to do this massive 180 degree, you know, massive shift. And yeah. if we can just build small habits and find those small victories and compound them time and time again, day in and day out, all of a sudden that transformation that you can have or the success you can have after six weeks, 12 weeks, six years can go so far beyond where you ever thought you could go. So it doesn't have to be a massive life shift. And I think that's some of the mindset that can help sellers and individuals say like, I only need one really good nugget of information to yeah. help me totally transform where I can be or, or where success or what my life could look like. Exactly. I mean, how many people play the lottery and are like, you know, you're only looking for how many winning numbers. <laughs> no one gets disappointed when they all come in, do they? <laughs> no, not at all. It's, it's like, you know, it, it's very, it's very interesting being able to say, okay, how do we just find these small things that can allow us to completely transform how we sell, how we operate and how we lead. Um, and, you know, I, I may read an entire book, but if I get one great thing that I take away from it, that could yeah. be a success. But yeah. so many people don't even start to read the book. They say, ah, I saw the title, I don't like it. And I've got this belief that I can't tell you whether I'm gonna like it or not until I've read it, until I've looked at it. For my own self, 
uh, and as I go seek and explore. Uh, because, yeah, somebody else, maybe it didn't hit for them. Maybe they have a different perspective on the world or different background and knowledge that, yeah, they may read something and not get anything from it. Whereas, oh, maybe for me, as I look at it in my own unique perspective in the world, it, there's something that's really impactful there. No, definitely. I, I know that because I, I was thinking as you, were, as you were talking around, you know, different things and, and books and nuggets and stuff, what came to mind was the Atomic Habits book. Um, I presume you've read that one. Yeah. Thought you might have done something. Yep, the, um, those tiny habits, those those small yeah. changes, love it. But actually, you know, like the the last the last chapter in it talks around actually how boring and uh, <laughs> consistency is, and and actually, you know, the downsides of habits, and and I found that really interesting, and, and actually listened to it, which is another interesting thing. I'd listened to it as a blinkist, and I hadn't yeah. read the whole book, and it was my husband who read the whole book, and then said to me. Um, oh, the last chapter was really interesting. Now, interestingly enough, not a, not a very big deal, if any, was made out of the blink from from the Blinkist on the last chapter. And so, that's the problem with you know I need to take Blinkist feedback as you know that the synopsis that Blinkist does as a, a sort of indication as to whether or not I need to dive into that book myself because um, mm. it hadn't picked up the messages I would have picked up. Um, as it happened, I got my husband was basically it was one of those books where he'd read a bit and then he oh this is really interesting i found this really interesting and and so that last chapter kind of set with me and, and, and encouraged me to go off and actually read it but it's amazing that actually when you are getting a synopsis of a book you're getting somebody else's take homes um which aren't necessarily yours um so uh, yeah. that was sarah's learning I, so there you go i, I you, think that you, is super powerful have you ever by any chance list, uh, listened or, or read Bill Beswick, The um, Changing Your Story? So 20 life lessons drawn from elite sports. And he's a mindset guy over in the UK. Um, and he just worked with one of our Olympic swimmers, um, which is how I found out his name. Um, so um, I've been listening to his and really, really good um and and i listen to it on audible so and i do it like one and a half to, to two um times the speed so i get through it quicker um yep. definitely one that i might even actually purchase it as a paperback and and highlight because i want to write notes on it but it's i know it's actually potentially going to make it on my bookshelf um so yeah for for everyone listening that that was a really good one but that's about you know taking taking ownership basically of your outcomes um which as I was listening to it, you can so relate it to sales. It, it, it's really interesting how many, and I, I think that's part of my journey as well, is how much of the life lessons apply to sales. Of how do you listen mm -hmm. to somebody effectively? Well, yeah, my fiance will tell you I'm, it's still a work in progress, but <laughs> this is something that like all these things around sales, interacting with humans, understanding our motivations, our desires, our fears, is all around sales and leadership and engaging with people and other humans. And so I think there's so many correlations between selling in life and how we can optimize what we do in our own life. And that yeah. directly impacts our sales yeah. and vice versa. Vice and I think that I haven't heard of Bill, but I love that whole concept of the stories that we have mm -hmm. and noticing yeah. who we think we are and back to atomic habits he talks about the identity that we have mm -hmm. and really saying that you know how do we not just say like oh i want to be healthier and lose weight or i want to hit you know president's club 
but what are the actions that that type of person and that identity has that actually gets there opposed to like, oh, I'm just forcing myself to get to this one goal. It's like, no, I am a president's club rep. I am a top performing leader. I am a caring and compassionate uh, partner. Whatever it might be is when we get to that identity and the story is this is a part of us versus like, yeah, I'm just trying to lose weight because it's the new year. doesn't really <laughs> stick as much. That's why you fail, people. That's why we fail. <laughs> so just sort of touching on one of the questions that I had for you was, you know, what's your, what, well, was, what's your belief on where the ability to sell comes from? Do you think it's learned or do you think it's born? And, and before you answer that one, it, it's to understand where do you think you, you know, where did you start out? Because you, know, you said, you know, it was a learning curve for yourself. Do you feel that you were gifted with great communication skills? Do you feel like you had a lot to learn? Where do you think you sat with that? Ooh, that's a good one. I think sales can be learned by anybody. And so for me, I, I'm a big fan of Daniel Pink's To Sell as Human book that oh, essentially you. we've all been selling our entire lives. Now, that being yeah. said, I, I think I was really lucky growing up. Um, my dad ran a, a nonprofit and I would go to a lot of different fundraisers and events and I was an only child and I would have to be there talking to somebody I was, you know, maybe 10, 12, 14 years old and I'd be talking to a 50 year old guy or, or lady or woman and I had to get pretty uncomfortable being uncomfortable in those situations mm -hmm. and having conversations with people that were like so far at a different stage of life than myself. And so I think a lot of that was built through that time that gave me the ability to say, yeah, I'm more comfortable having a conversation, communicating with others, uh, being more open. But there are also mm -hmm. times when I, I want to be a total introvert as an only child, and I'm totally happy going and, and sitting you know, in a room by myself silently uh, or whatever <laughs> it may be. And so I, I think it really built a lot over time. And I think anybody can learn to sell yeah. because whether you're a parent that is asking your child to do some sort of task, whether you are, you know, trying to get your friends to, to help you out with a project growing up, like this is all asking somebody else for resources and time, which is selling. And I, I coach a lot of um, small business, marketing agency, growth agency owners. And so many of them came from like a technical website developer background or whatever it is. And they're all like, I'm not a salesperson. I don't do sales because there's this slimy, sleazy connotation to sales reps and sales people that people don't want to be associated with sales. But when I talk to them, it's like, you all have been selling for years and years and years, even if it was like, yeah, a friend asked me to build them a website and now I'm going to build, you know, I've got to find another one. Like, great, yeah. even when the friend asks you, like you are selling, even if it's something that's subtle and not this like aggressive pushing yourself on somebody, sales is still happening throughout it. So I, I think people can learn it uh, as I believe people can grow and learn and develop with their mindset. Yeah. No, that might, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that, if you'd have gone, no, no, it's, it's born. <laughs> that wouldn't be a great You can never mindset, do it. You can never do it. <laughs> I think it's an interesting one because obviously you never want to take it away from yourself. You know, like as, as a profession, you don't want to be like, oh, you know, anyone can do this. But I remember being in a conversation and they were looking at making the sales team um, clinical specialists. 
So we would yep. be supporting clinicians in theatres and with rather really complex um, medical cases. And I remember ringing up and saying, you know what, I'm sure about this. And I was like, you know, I, you know, a nurse has been to university and studied for four years to become a nurse. And I was like, I'm not trying to take this away from me, but I'm thinking that if I mess up, it's going to be a bigger deal. <laughs> trying to be a nurse than a nurse messing up trying to be a, a, a you know and I said you know I think if we're going to combine this I think we should probably look at teaching the, the nursing guys to sell rather than getting me to do the nursing thing and um yeah you, you can imagine I was like yeah this not for me honest. <laughs> It's okay. I think that's one of those beautiful qualities is where do we understand? Where can we play at our best? Where can our strengths come out? And I, I totally understand. I have many weaknesses as well. And some that, yeah, if I wanted to put in the time and effort, I think I, I could improve to an extent. Uh, but where it's like, yeah, you know, I, I know where I can play and I've fallen on my face enough times to know the things that I'm not very good at uh, and where I don't want to invest more time and effort. And that's okay yeah. too. <laughs> I think that's it. It's, it's, it's the round head, you know, round round peg square hole thing, isn't it? Um, that you want to yeah be be aware of. Um, so if you were to um, if you were to give one piece of advice for somebody starting out, what would it be? If they were starting out their sales career, what would you say to them? I would tell them to be as curious as they possibly can be. Go out and learn, search for new information, talk to peers that have done the role before, talk to folks in different industries and just adopt what was told to me is to create and have this attitude of curiosity, uh, to yeah. be a lifelong learner, to go out there and read different books, listen to different podcasts, listen to different speakers, learn about negotiation and psychology and, and find like where do you find your best self showing up? And how can you take those one or two pieces of information along the way and mold that to your own unique skill set? Because you don't have to be that other person, but you may be able to learn from them and take some, some ideas or stand on the shoulders of giants that can enable you to really be your own best self. So I tell them, be super curious, have this attitude of curiosity and go out and look to learn and grow every single day. Yeah, I like that very much. And, and as far as the sort of mindset concern, as far as people feeling, you know, my, my sort of readership, listenership tends to be people who they run their own business. Um, and, you know, it's very much oh, that's the sales is the thing they have to do. What, they, what they're good at is their implementation. That's why they've come to the business. That's what they're doing, what they're doing. The sales and the marketing is one of those sort of necessary evils they have to do. Um, how do they kind of switch their thought process on that? How would you go about encouraging them? Oh, I think it's really just a matter of leaning with that passion into the area that you are really excellent at. Really lean into that skill set of whatever it is that you can deliver, whatever your unique value proposition is, because mm -hmm. selling doesn't have to be this forceful, aggressive thing. If you can find the right niche the right target audience and deliver immense value the sale mm -hmm. can happen now early on you, you may have to pound the pavement a bit you may have to you know be more proactive 
getting out there before you have your you know first large set of customers or before you have people that can send you referrals or whatever it may be. So I think you got to lean into that selling motion some because nobody is going to sell your story but yourself. And they are the best person to do it, aren't they? Because I speak to a lot of people who they want to get somebody else in to represent them. Um, and, you know, I don't want to do the sales. I want to hand the sales over to somebody else. And I'm always like, no, please don't. Because I, my thought process is, is that no one sells your business and no one sells as passionately as you do about your subject area. Yeah, it's so true. I, I see that happen a lot. And I coach a lot of these folks that I work with. That I'm like, as much as I'd love you to have a sales team and add and grow folks there, like it's going to take those people a long time to ramp up and they're not going to know and understand the intricacies and the nuances of your business as well as you do. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think there's definitely a time where that comes when you hit, you know, enough scale and enough volume and velocity and revenue to say, oh, yeah, we have to start hiring and specializing in some roles, but so many owners are, just scared of sales because of this sleazy mindset, because of the amount of people that still think of a used car sales person whenever they think about sales. And as a profession, as professionals in sales in today's day and age, I think there's so much opportunity for sales to be this incredible career for folks that doesn't have to be looked at as slimy and sleazy and you know, aggressive and mean or whatever it's been looked at in the past. And so mm-hmm. I, I think we're seeing a bit of this revolution uh, around sales becoming this much more uh, aspirational profession for many people, where it's being taught in colleges and universities, and people are actually seeing that, oh, I could be a sales professional when I leave mm-hmm. school. And I have the ability to impact people because any business at the end of the day has to make money. Yeah. So knowing how to sell is pretty important. Because if you're not selling, if you're not making money, then it's it's a hobby. It, you know, that's the thing is, is it's and sometimes it's a very expensive hobby. Um, but if it's not generating that income, you need that sales and marketing. Otherwise, it's an enjoyable, you know, an enjoyable potentially expensive pastime. Um, so yeah. you know, from the from the aspirational career, you said you know there's a bit of a change of tide with that, and people are beginning to look at sales. Where do you think that's come from? So I think the internet's really helped it a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. I think when we look at how the buying process has changed over the last 20 years, the buyer has become enabled with so much more information and insight before they make a buying decision, where historically it was only the seller that had the information and you couldn't go do price comparisons. You couldn't see online reviews. You couldn't understand the quality of products. And so I think with some of this change in that information dynamic, where our buyers are much more empowered, our mm-hmm. sellers have to become much more focused on educating and informing than they have to be on selling. And so I think that's really one of the things that's changed when I, I got started. My, my first job out, out of university was um, going and selling yoga clothes for Lululemon in a retail store. And one of the, the things that I, I reflect on always is that we were called educators. We were not called sales specialists or associates. They said, no, we want you to educate people on the value of the product, where these fit in. And I, I think that really set this foundation for me on how can I help people learn and add more value for them? Because there is so much noise and information out there today. So the more that I can refine down to, oh, what activities are you interested in? What are your goals? What are you looking to accomplish? Great. Based upon that knowledge, now I can take my industry expertise or what I've been learning to say, oh, here are the two or three things that really matter the most to you. 
and help you getting where you want to go. And so I think that is one of the big shifts that's really helped sales become much more of a helping profession than a taking profession. Yeah. But it still has really nice rewards. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you know, the thing is, is, you know, I was talking to somebody earlier on on another podcast and, you know, it's very much around, it's reflective, you know, it's actually quite a fair industry. You know, the work you put in, the effort you make to develop yourself um, is reflected in increasing in in income, in in monetary return, Um, you know, and potential other perks and work-life balances. Whereas other industries, you don't actually get that. It's fair. I mean, it's not a um, but it's equally not as ref- it, it it is one of the hardest jobs out there and also i think one of the most rewarding uh, but you know it's like you get through a month or a quarter or a year and all of a sudden as a you know quota carrying rep you're back to zero and it, you may have had the <laughs> best year on the planet or the worst one and like either way you're back to zero and so it's a, a really fascinating psychological profession when you look at it and you think about how do you motivate individuals, how do, how do you drive sustained success? And I think that is one of the things that we see so much burnout, so much struggle around mental health, uh, really coming through most every profession right now, especially through COVID. But I think many folks again haven't had those tools to really think, oh, well, how, how do I handle the hard stuff in life that comes up? Which is where I do see a lot of folks that, that really struggle in the sales profession because uh, you got to be able to pick yourself back up yeah. time and time again to be successful. Uh, and that takes a lot of grit, a lot of tenacity. And, and some folks is just, that's not their strength at this point in time. No, no, that makes sense. No, that does make sense. And the thing is, is I think there is a lot more, it's very similar to running your own business in that the, the, the sort of the lines blur. And if your head's not in a good place, then it's very difficult in some organizations you can get your head down and you can you know you can kind of disappear into the masses whereas there is that magnifying glass on your performance all the time um and although your territory might not go downhill or you know your sales and your business might not go downhill overnight um you do see that knock-on effect um and it is it is very harsh that it can kind of all begin to crumble um and then that can be a very difficult place to come back it, it can be totally tough. And again, like from my perspective, most of us haven't been taught in school. How do you handle that? You know, how, how do you deal with that? You know, how do you find one of the, the things that I, I love, one of the, again, nuggets that I've taken from my own journeys and struggles is uh, create a shameless self-promotion folder or have things printed out. Uh, I, t- I interviewed a guy for my podcast the other day who has like all stuff on his wall of like, accolades and claims to fame and thank yous from other people. And I I just had something that I was like, oh, I'm gonna save a screenshot of that Slack message that I got and store that in my folder for the days when I'm like, you know, I don't know if I'm like very good at leading meditations or (laughs) leading mindfulness internally. And I have, and I'm like, I don't know if this is valuable to the company. And then I, I see somebody who's like, I just, today is my first day and I found you. And the way that you bring mindfulness into your work and can show up fully and the the fact that you're leading meditation sessions for us. And wow, I just want to say that is so cool. And I'm so pumped to be part of this company to see that people are here like you doing this kind of stuff. And it was like, ah, oh, those are the things when, you know, when I'm having a crummy day, when I'm like, I don't know if I can do this. And the, the negative self-talk that we all have, sorry uh-huh. if anybody thinks it doesn't happen or it's only you. 
I, I, it's in my head right now as I'm talking. Uh, but those are the things that, again, give you these little tools or, or uh, reminders of, no, I can do this. I know what I'm doing. I can build that confidence because we have to actually build our own confidence. Yeah. And again, school never taught me that. I just thought people were confident and amazing on their own. And it's like, oh, no, you actually had to put in time and effort to develop that. And then remind yourself, because we've all got this negative chatter going on in our head. Yeah. No, no, that is so true. Yeah, you do go oh, to be a child. <laughs> you were just so unaware, weren't you? My word, I think, gosh, I should have just had a good word with her. <laughs> yeah. Well, I love, uh, so, so in like Buddhism philosophy, uh, in Buddhist philosophy, I, I was in Thailand a couple of years ago, and actually my background on my screen is um, these little Buddhas who are shown as children, because they say, you know, as you become more enlightened, you become to have more of this beginners or childlike mindset where you have this curiosity, where you're open to everything. And so I have that on my background as my reminder to not take things so seriously because I learned so much as a child. I was so curious. And again, as a, whether it's a small, what's it, a business owner, a sales rep and manager, whatever it is, if any of us would have not gotten back up when we were learning to walk, none of us would walk. And yet we get older and we say like, oh, I can't try that. I can't grow, I can't develop, I can't learn. And it's like, no, we learn by falling on our face. We learn by trying. As much as I wanna sit and read and study and all these things, actually going out and taking those actions and working to drive a sale in your business, to grow your business, whatever it is, those are the things where you're gonna have to fall in order to grow. Our best learning happens from failure, from stumbling or falling on our face, because the practice of actually picking ourselves back up is when we actually grow and become our best version of ourselves. That is very, very true. Yeah. I, thank you, Jordan. <laughs> Again? I'm not, even, I'm not even gonna add anything to that. I'm not, it's that, yeah, you know, you're all spot on. Um, I think as a teenager, I said, I remember saying to one of my friend's parents, I said, oh, uh, adults seem to see where young people see opportunity adults see barriers um and i think you know I, i'd like to think that not all because I, I remember thinking that people at the age of 40 were really quite old um so um, i don't think i would like to write off that all adults or all older people are like that but, but definitely particularly it's easy i think it's easy for to add those things up and, and not see those opportunities because Oh, well, life taught me this and life taught me that. And it's like, well, actually, that was one in situation. And I think as a younger person, that naivety and that freshness and that energy, you kind of you're not you haven't decided that's written in stone, that that's what happens. And yeah. so you know, you'll yeah. go out and you'll try again, whereas you get older and you see it. Oh, no, that's not for me. It's not for me. And you're like, well, if you're not going to do it now. When are you going to do it? Um, and I think that's the yeah. thing. So, so, yeah, no, definitely. It, it, it's so true. And one other thing that science is starting to show us in neuroscience, when they look at the brain is the brain is going to, and your neurons are going to fire along the pathways that are the easiest mm -hmm. that have been traveled the most in the past. And so doing new things becomes harder as we get older. It does yeah. because yeah. we have more of these neural networks and pathways that are already wired that have now been set in stone that we talk about where they are set in our mind. And so it takes a little bit more of that initiative energy to say, I'm going to try something new. And that's why you hear a lot of folks when we talk about like neuroplasticity and the ability for the brain to change, it's like, oh, well, maybe you go drop your kid off at school on the same route every single day. 
Well, maybe try and take like a different turn every now and then to, again, help your brain be ready yeah. to be more malleable, to be more what they refer to as plastic. So you have this neuroplasticity that enables you to, again, be more open to doing new things and trying different things because so much of what we do becomes autopilot. And that can either be something that sends us on a, a negative downward spiral or, and this is why I love Atomic Habits. If anybody hasn't read it, please, please, please go read that book. It is fascinating the change that you can make. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, James Clear, please. Uh, I'll, I'll take you know, a, a dollar. Um, <laughs> but those are where if we can create those things that lift us up versus pull us down, it all of a sudden shows you this change that you can make in your life and how you can pretty much accomplish anything. But as we get older, it does be get, get harder, which means you've got to be even more cognizant or more intentional about what do you do? How do you spend your time? And how do you even bring the awareness to, oh, I'm holding myself back with that belief. I'm limiting myself. Yeah. Or no, that makes empowering sense. myself. Definitely. Well, thank you very much for your time, Jordan. It's been so nice to speak to you. Um, and if, if people want more information, if they want more of Jordan Benjamin, where do they go? So you don't get lots of me, but the Peak Performance Selling Podcast is where I, I interview different sales leaders on their mindset, how, how they bounce back from failure, how they uh, you know, think about success and all sorts of different things to get into how they think about it. And then you can always find me on LinkedIn as well, uh, Jordan Benjamin. And uh, uh, those are probably the best places. The podcast and LinkedIn are great places to find me. Brilliant. Well, we'll pop those in the show notes for those guys who want to please go off and, and find out more. Um, thank you very much for your time, Benjamin. And uh, I look forward to speaking to you again in the future because that went way too quick. It was great. Thanks for listening to the Selling Without Sleeves podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please head over to iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you're listening from to leave us a review. It's a good way for us to know what you like so we can create more of it.